Sarcoma Insight. Sarcoma Insight, this is our destination for education for both benign and malignant tumors. Good day, everyone. Uh, as, as you all know, or if you don't, you will now. Uh, this month is Sarcoma, Sarcoma Awareness Month, the month of July. And we have an, uh, an episode to really highlight the organizations and resources that are available for patients. Uh, and these organizations play a role in making a difference in the lives of patients with sarcoma as well as their families. For uh, this episode, Dr. Brinkman will be joining us a little later as she is currently uh, in the operating room. And so as soon as she's out, she will join in. Um, for this episode, we'll be highlighting Sarcoma Alliance as well as Sarcoma Strong. We have an amazing guest with us today, uh, Dr. Matthew DiCaprio who's a musculoskeletal oncologist, um, professor of orthopedic surgery at the Albany Medical Center in Albany, New York. Uh, he is a fellow Yale-trained orthopedist uh, like myself and uh, completed his fellowship at University of Florida. Uh, he started the Sarcoma Strong Organization, um, and it's an organization dedicated to raising awareness as well as supporting families and funding sarcoma research. And I can't wait to hear uh, all about it uh, today, Dr. DiCaprio. Thank you so much for inviting me. And, and first, I want to applaud your efforts on this new podcast. I think this is a, a space in the sarcoma world that hasn't been filled, and you're going to do a wonderful job. So we really, really applaud you for getting this out there and, and getting the message out in a different different way. And I think it'll be really helpful for the sarcoma community. So thank you for the invite. And yes, I, I finally remember my days at Yale and uh, you were there a few years after me, but, uh, you know, a lot of the same education, camaraderie, and, and our, our paths do cross quite frequently. And I, I really appreciate the, the honor of being here with you today to, to discuss Sarcoma Strong. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that. So probably the, f the first thing we want, and we ask this for our listeners, so, so everyone knows, what, what is Sarcoma Strong? And then if you could touch on some of your mission uh, and the mission of the organization. Absolutely. So Sarcoma Strong is a non-for-profit organization with three real missions. It's number one, to raise awareness of sarcoma. Number two, to advocate for our sarcoma families in different capacities. And number three, to raise funds for sarcoma research. Yeah, that's very wonderful. And I believe um, I uh, had the opportunity of uh, going onto your website, which is excellent. And I think that's also a good place for people to uh, go and obtain some more information as well um, about it. But I, what I want to know, uh, so my next question for you is, what was your inspiration? Because you you started uh, Sarcoma Strong. And so I want to know what, what inspired you to do that. Um, and then how has the journey been uh, for you so far? Absolutely. So, you know, I think it's been a lot of different parts of my career that has, has driven me to where I am now. And I was maybe seven years into practice. So I finished my fellowship at a University of Florida, 2004, started practice in the Albany area, was a regions only sarcoma specialist, musculoskeletal oncologist, and saw people from a broad area. And after a few years of, of making the diagnosis and caring for these patients, what was really striking is that they have no organization or community support that other more common cancers have. And, and probably any rare disease uh, has the same problem. So I first reached out to Bruce Schreiber, who was part of uh, Lady Schreiber organization, was down in New York City, the organization since dissolved, 
But I asked Bruce, you know, how can I, how can I build a community here in Albany? And, and he gave me some ideas of, you know, to keep it simple, maybe have a picnic, do something and engage your, your patients and their families. So that's how we initially started. And that was in 2011, where we basically uh, would have a hospital, uh, get together some funds to, you know, throw a picnic. And we basically invited all of our sarcoma patients, their families, their friends, and we get about 100 people. Um, and it accomplished probably the first two goals of sarcoma strong and sarcoma strong really didn't exist yet. And it accomplished raising awareness because we would get some news stations there, be in the paper, be on the news and it accomplished the advocacy role and it, and it accomplished the ability for patients to meet other families going through the same thing. And what was really powerful is when you had two moms or two parents of kids or teenagers with osteosarcoma or Ewing sarcoma and they never met another parent that was, you know, taking care of a child with this rare disorder. And that was really powerful. And we did that for a few years, but there was still something missing. We knew that to make true progress, we needed to raise funds for research. And that's when Sarcoma Strong was really born in, in 2014, where we decided, hey, we want to do something to raise funds. Probably one of the easiest things to do is to run a 5K. Um, and the inspiration behind that was, was interesting. I've never been that for a lot of people, but, but <laughs> well, you can but walk you, it. You can you walk can it. Well, it. Okay. Okay. You yeah. can crawl it, whatever, whatever <laughs> you want. But, um, there, there's real inspiration for that. Uh, you know, from a running standpoint also came from a patient family and I, uh, I was never a runner. I, I grew up as a wrestler. I, I, I ran to stay in shape maybe a little bit, but I never really enjoyed it. And, in 2012, there was a guy that um, I found out about who was running cross country to raise funds and awareness of sarcoma. So I reached out to him. He was actually working with Sarcoma Foundation of America, another great organization that raises funds and awareness for sarcoma. Our mission statements are very similar, a little bit different than Sarcoma Alliance. So I know you'll, you'll highlight a little bit. They're much more on guidance, education, and support more than research. But I said, well, what's this guy all about? And they're like, well, he wants to run across the country and donate the money raised to, to Sarcoma. I'm like, that's fabulous. So I, he was going to start, I think, in February of 2013. I had never run over a mile, really, except for when I was much younger. So I started running in the winter uh, on a treadmill, training to be able to run with this guy. And I wound up flying out to Denver. He started in San, San Francisco on Valentine's Day of all days. And he got to the Denver area around Mother's Day in May. So I fly out. Wow. I ran with him. We were just around in Denver. And what I didn't realize is how close Denver is to the Kansas border. Because we wound up running through the night and different things. It was like a hundred miles away. Wait, so and quick quick question is you you so you hadn't ran before, but you went to the place with the highest altitude? Well, I trained a little bit, but yeah, I, I ran probably the equivalent of a marathon in, in like 24 hours, but it was just the inspiration and the passion and, and what they were doing. It, it really was the driving force. So I wound up, you know, doing that and that got me running. And then that really was inspiration to, you know, we wanted to do more than, than just hang out and get together and support them emotionally and physically, but do something that could move the needle progress forward. And, and really the only thing that's going to do that is funding research, whether it's a dollar or a million dollars, you got to start somewhere. So 
I went back to the family that I, that really introduced me to this, this gentleman who was running across country, who was an avid runner, done a million 5Ks, like, you, you got to start a 5K, help me do it. He was more than willing to do it. He started to gather some information and I've been caring for his daughter for a few years. And this was, you know, May, June timeframe. And the event's supposed to be early July because it's Circle Awareness Month. That's when we started it. And his daughter gets recurrent disease. And he calls me. He's like, there's no way we can do this. I'm like, well, we're, we're going to do it. I met, met him at his house, met him and his wife, figured out what they had done, which was, wasn't a ton, but it got all the leads I needed. I reached out to a bunch of people and we were able to pull it off within the month. And we had 300 people there. We raised money that year for Liddy Schreiber and raised only about $12,000. Bruce Schreiber came to the event. Bruce and, and Beverly Schreiber came. They loved to travel up in the Adirondacks when we were in Saratoga Springs. It was great to meet them. They were inspiring to be there. And, and at that point, they were like, well, you know, thanks for donating the money to us, but we're dissolving our organization. So at that point, I needed to switch gears of, of what am I going to do and where am I going to put this money? Um, and you know Michelle Gert very well. Uh, Michelle was the uh, chair of research for MSTS at the time. And MSTS is the Musculoskeletal Tumor Society. That is the yes. group for sarcoma surgeons in the United States for those of our listeners who do not know. Sorry for interrupting. Yes. So, you know, it's the equivalent of, so for the AMA, which most people are familiar with, you know, this is the group of orthopedic oncologists that to get together nationally. It's really a North American organization of Canadian and American orthopedic oncologists. And Michelle Gert, who's at McMaster's at the time, was the chair of research committee and Rick Turek uh, was the president of the society. So I reached out to them and we basically started a collaboration that all the funds that we raised for Sarcoma Strong went directly into a Sarcoma Strong MSTS research fund. And that's how we've funded research over the last four or five years. Wow. That was a really long answer to a question a long time ago. <laughs> I, I asked about the journey. I mean, that's it's been definitely one hell of a journey because now, I mean, and we'll talk about this a bit, but, you know, I think Sarcoma is strong. Your reach has gone past uh, U.S. and Canada, um, probably having things internationally. So um, so that's good. So, uh, I mean, that that's really good stuff. I mean, a lot of things to um, a lot of things that you included in that story, I think is very inspirational, especially because some of our listeners are young, young doctors as well. And I think being able to identify that, you know, although you were doing um, your daily practice, but there was something else that you felt uh, that you could have done to improve the livelihood of patients and families. Uh, and that was something that, that you really went out to do. I, I think that's, that's really amazing. And then I think the second part is is the you know the communication. I think there's been there was a lot of support uh, from not only the patients uh, but also their families, uh, and they were sort of played a big role in in helping connect you along the way uh, to some people. So I think that's I think that's fantastic. You know these patients. Um, I mean, that's one of the privileges of being a physician in general. But you know you, they really share and trust you. Um, they're sharing very intimate parts of their life with you. They're what they're scared about their anxieties. Uh, cancer is certainly anxiety provoking and a rare cancer to boot. 
So you get very close to these people and, and their families and their friends. And, you know, it, it was, it's great to be able to make their diagnosis. And it's, you know, some of the most darkest days to go give that diagnosis to a, a parent of a 10 year old who has cancer. Uh, but you offer them hope when you, you give them that diagnosis that you're going to be there with their journey. And it's not just the day they're diagnosed. It's really all of their treatment, you know, whether they make it and do fine or whether they don't, and they, they know that you're going to be there with them. And Sarcoma Strong was able to do that because it wasn't a visit in the office. It wasn't a surgery. It was something outside. So they, they really started to understand that we cared more about their whole person and not just, you know, their diagnosis. And they weren't just a name and they knew that they were part of a bigger family. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so the next uh, thing I want to ask is we touched on this a bit. Uh, so is the major event uh, that Sarcoma Strong has throughout the year. And it sounds like it's a 5K, but if you could just um, speak about it a little bit and, and explain to some of our listeners um, about it as well as how they can get involved. Because I, I know I'm signed up. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, so this year, the event is in August. It's August 13th to the 15th. Um, this was a change from the pandemic last year. Uh, but if you want to sign up, it's sarcomastrong.com backslash run. That will bring you to a page that will launch you to a registration page. And for people post-pandemic now, uh, a virtual run makes a little bit more sense because we've lived in this virtual world. But basically, when you sign up, you can run, walk, bike, do whatever you want active in, in one of those days to really support patients throughout the world that have sarcoma. The registration fee is $25. We do have a, a passcode. If that's a financial hardship for you, we really want you engaged. Uh, if you certainly want to donate more and you don't want to run, you can donate. There's a page to donate as well. Um, but really spreading the word. If you're not interested, maybe some of your friends might be, or you know, a runner or a running community close to you. Just spread the word that way. That helps. So being engaged, spreading the word, registering, donating are all ways you can help support Sarcoma Strong. Yes, and I I really am signed up to run, and I'm excited. <laughs> Something else you touched on earlier when you were speaking about the journey uh, is really the things that you have accomplished uh, with Sarcoma Strong. And so I wanted to see if there's a way we could maybe highlight, you know, some of the big things. It sounds like you've been um, being able to fund research, and you know, I'm sure you've raised raised a lot of money towards that um, as well. And, you know, how many people are able to participate on in the uh, events, the annual run, walk, um, if you could share that with us. Yeah, that's been a, a gradual growth. And it's really been, you know, this was not the, I, I didn't think we would be where we are now back in 2014. It was really just to start doing something. And, and I, I guess as a message to somebody wanting to do something similar, just start it, have fun with it. And, and it'll go somewhere naturally. And it really has grown each year. That first year we had 300 people. Uh, it grew, as I mentioned, we started it in July because that's our awareness month. And we did it in Saratoga Springs, which is a beautiful state park, but we outgrew the facility. So after a few wow. years, we moved it to Albany, uh, you know, old home for yourself. And we did the 5k there and that blossomed into a bigger event where we had maybe five, six, 700 people pre-pandemic and it had grown each year. And the year before the pandemic, I think we finally crested above 100,000 
uh, fundraising for the year. We're currently at about 500,000 total since 2015. And we've funded 300 or $350,000 worth of research in collaboration with MSTS, the Musculoskeletal Tumor Society. And, you know, the pandemic created challenges. We usually, um, probably by February, I'm sending out sponsor letters and we knew something was going on and I was a little delayed in, in sending stuff out. And then last March, you know, I couldn't send out letters to companies to fund things when the entire world was imploding. So I thought about it for a month and I said, well, let's, let's shift gears. Let's shift to engagement. Let's bring a global audience. People are going to get virtual. We had done virtual for a few years and Michelle Gert, uh, she actually did her own event up at Masters. Um, Michael Ma in Detroit, they did a Detroit Strong uh, race. They basically did it in his neighborhood. And, uh, you know, they would get a big following. And, and several other centers were doing their own thing. But it was a small network. And that's what I was trying to grow each year. But last year really brought the opportunity to engage our international colleagues, international patients. And, and that's where I've seen the biggest growth. I have patients, you know, through social media, which is very powerful, from all over the world reaching out to me with what their diagnosis is and where they are. And I lead them to someone that can help them. That, that's really the only thing I can do. I can't fly them to Albany, New York and take care of them, but I can figure out where they are and find out who is the expert in their area or close to them. And that's been very powerful. And that's our coma strong is doing that. That's not something that we highlight now. And I've really seen a shift. Our mission is still the same. Those three mission statements, which is to raise awareness of sarcoma, advocate for families and raise funds. But our essential intent really is to connect the global sarcoma community of warriors, scientists, and clinicians. And, and that's really what's shifted with the pandemic. And I really see that blossoming as the number of international participants is increasing. My connection with our global colleagues has really strengthened. Um, and they're you know, we're highlighting what they do and, and what you do in India, what you do in Japan is totally different than what you're doing in the States and, and highlighting our successes and, and how we can support the community has really been tremendous over the last two years. That's phenomenal. It's good to have some positive coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that, I think I think that's been fantastic, you know, going through the uh, mission uh, of sarcoma strong and I, it's a pretty uh, amazing that you have you know stuck with that mission and you've you started uh, pretty much from scratch and and have developed this uh, into this growing um, amazing uh, wonderful organization and and you know I think I think we know you, 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 things are going to continue to grow and I think it'll be a, you continue to be a great resource for um, our patients and and their families, as well as uh, providing uh, research support, which is also a major way of being able to identify um, ways to improve outcomes for patients and their families. Uh, probably one of the last questions I'll have for you, Dr. DiCaprio, is for people who want to get involved and participate, um, what are the uh, ways for them to do that uh, with Sarcoma Strong? That's a great question. I, I do want to thank you know, everyone here in Albany that helps me, um, 
anyone that's on my you know musculoskeletal team here are very passionate in, in helping and supporting and that's grown uh, to all of our colleagues you know throughout the country and throughout the world and it's really their you know taking you know their own initiative in their own town to help out and build something and, and recently uh, Megan Anderson at uh, in Boston uh, invited me you know last minute to, to give a grand rounds at Harvard and, and, and to talk to all the passionate physicians there and have, you know, a, a center or an area where sarcoma has been treated in, uh, well for decades. And they, they were so supportive of wanting to grow this there. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're doing actually a live event. It's kind of interesting. I have a virtual event and they're doing a live event in Boston, which is fabulous. And, and that's, that's the growth that I'm looking to see that another center wants to do their own thing. And I help them do that. So there's probably 15, maybe 20 centers. And I work with usually the orthopedic oncologist uh, that's at that center to, to get involved. And we have, if you go to sarcomastrong.com backslash startup, you can get, there's a, a bunch of Google documents. There's a, PowerPoint on how to start a run. If you want to start a run, there's some of our logos and different things. Um, but really, just connect with me by email. Um, hopefully, you can share that somewhere on on the podcast. Uh, how to get a hold of me by email? I'm happy to to help guide whoever wants to start. But you know, if it's starting your own event, that that's huge because that merely makes it blossom all over. Uh, but even just participating, building a team, each person that registers, when you register on the site, you can build a fundraising page. So then you can just share that to your friends and family, colleagues, whatever it is. And it's it's the sheer volume of numbers. If you get 100 people to donate a dollar, it's 100 bucks. No different than one donating 100. So the more people you get involved, you don't need large donations. Believe me, the large donations are very nice and they're very helpful, but I think it's really the power of numbers and really just having more and more people engaged at many different places. And that's where this is going to grow. And you can share the fundraising page on your Facebook. Cause I, I did that, I think a couple years ago Yes, um, to reach, reach out to sort of more people as well uh, and help raise awareness. Um, speaking of awareness, I think one of the things uh, that Sarcoma Strong d- does do a lot is fund the research. Um, would there be any sort of research projects that you funded that you would like to share at all? Um, Absolutely. So our, our first grant went to Dr. Bang Hong, who's at Montefiore in the Bronx. And that was funded in 2017 for $100,000. That was our initial inaugural grant. And we pivoted a little bit after that, but that was a two-year grant. He did get some publications out of that, and I believe it did lead to further funding. His work was in uh, studying flavonoid therapy for osteosarcoma. So this hopefully will lead to potential augmented therapies or different therapies you can do for patients with osteosarcoma. Once we got through that funding and kind of saw where our fundraising amounts were, and some of the goals of MSTS, we shifted to do a $50,000 research grant that would basically be over a year and $25,000 mentored sarcoma research grants. So those, those smaller grants really are going to pair 
uh, a younger orthopedic uh, oncologist with a more senior men, uh, mentor, um, maybe not at their institution, somewhere else uh, throughout the, the country. And it would include potentially a workshop on grant writing, some travel money, and a little bit of seed money for their own institution to start a project. And we felt this was more of, uh, actually Francis Lee was the driving force of this at Yale. And he at the time was the, the new chair of the research committee at MSTS that, you know, it's great to fund $100,000, but that's two years and you're banking on one person. So if you have $25,000 and it's going to four people, your potential impact, you know, one of those, you may, you may get more impact with that. And so we kind of did a blend. We do probably two uh, of those research grants per year of the $25,000 and one or two of the $50,000 grants. And they've been in different things like the flavonoid therapies. They've been in immunotherapy for sarcoma. Um, but that's all actively happening now. I mean, this is simply amazing. I think as, you know, for, for, for you to be able to manage this uh, while uh, fully practicing, uh, it's even more impressive. Yeah, I don't know how, uh, honestly, I have three um, adult daughters now who, you know, obviously know social media much better than me, but I, I really do, um, I don't know how they get anything done because <laughs> it takes so much time and effort. Um, and, you know, it really is an art and, and, and that has helped things grow, just getting the word out. It's very powerful. I'm learning that slowly, but um, that has been able to get us to grow and and really more for the global impact. There's there's a lot of people that certainly I would never reach uh, in a different capacity. So social media has been very helpful for that. That's good. And uh, in terms of social media, Sarcoma Strong is on Instagram at Sarcoma Strong. And um, we'll have the links to the social media as well as uh, the website as part of the description of this podcast episode. Is there anything you'd like to add, Dr. Caprita? Maybe we haven't touched upon uh, today at all. I mean, it, it's for me, most of it has been, it's a lot of hours, but it's really been very rewarding. And I, I probably, if I could quit my day job and do this, I would do it, but it's uh, not going to work out so well. But um, <laughs> I really do, I really do enjoy doing the outreach and educating um, different than what our, our life is during the day. I mean, I would never give that up. I, I love being a surgeon. I love being a clinician and, and caring for patients. This is a whole different world and it's, it has a different but equally powerful impact. Yes, I agree. That's, I think that's pretty good. I think that does it uh, for our part. Thanks so much. Along with Sacoma Strong, uh, there are many other organizations that uh, play a role uh, and provide support for patients and families with sarcoma. One of those organizations is Sarcoma Alliance, and uh, we would like to share uh, some information regarding uh, Sarcoma Alliance uh, for our listeners. Yeah, so Sarcoma Alliance is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing people facing sarcoma with connection, information, and support as they navigate their journey. One of their founders, Suzanne Leiter, 
did not meet anybody else who had experience with sarcoma for four years following her di diagnosis with synovial sarcoma. After she met her first fellow survivor, Wendy Summers, Suzanne decided to establish an organization to be the resource that they would both have loved to have had when they were learning about their diagnoses. I mean, this is a recurring theme, in a sense, for this uh, episode, in that people are identifying something that's missing, and 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 they're going ahead and creating that. And and I think for a lot of sarcoma patients, this story is not not too different because of how rare it is. Sometimes it's very difficult, or uh, for it's very difficult or hard to find a family uh, with a similar story, or just people to connect with in general. And I think that's why it's very good to have organizations such as this to be there for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and within the field of orthopedic oncology, kind of can break that up into two things, orthopedic surgery and oncology. And within both categories, sarcomas are especially rare. It's not like other things we see in orthopedics that are more common, like in ACL reconstruction or total knee replacement. It's very easy to meet other patients who have been through the same experience. Um, and even in the oncology world, this is extremely rare. So these kind of organizations are extremely important. Yes. And uh, some of their key programs, I think here's, here's one of the programs that, that Sarcoma Alliance has that uh, I think is great. They have a second opinion grant. Uh, so this is a grant of up to $1,000 uh, to assist uh, with expenses related to second opinion consultations. So travel, co-pays, um, and the grants are usually awarded regardless of financial circumstance um, because it's there to let the patients and the loved ones uh, know that they're not alone. Absolutely. And that's really outstanding um, that Sarcoma Alliance is able to provide this tremendous support for patients. Um, again, as we've mentioned, this is a big deal and every patient's experience is going to be a little bit different. And um, it's generally a pretty long road ahead for these patients. So uh, any amount of support is extremely beneficial. And so it's really amazing that there's groups out there like Sarcoma Alliance to help uh, provide this really important support in a lot of different ways, uh, both financially and otherwise. And uh, Sarcoma Exchange um, as well, which is uh, an ed educational event that uh, that Sarcoma Alliance has that's specifically designed for sarcoma patients, survivors, co-survivors, caregivers, loved ones, patient advocates, and medical specialists to connect with one another and to exchange information about current therapies and available resources. I think generally just being able to ex have that exchange of information and uh, build connections with one another is very important in building that support system for people going through a diagnosis as well as their their whole treatment journey. Right. Yeah. And there's all sorts of questions that will come up along the way. And obviously your providers will have the ability to answer some of those questions, but being able to speak with other patients who know what it's like to go through a similar journey is very helpful. But um, having the educational aspect of it as well is, is uh, really just outstanding. Um, another one of the things that Sarcoma Alliance does provide for patients is a list of sarcoma centers um, and peers, uh, as well as one-on-one -on -one support groups. And more information can be obtained through their website or their social media, uh, such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. 
and we'll have uh, links to that information uh, on our page. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to uh, this episode of Sarcoma Insight. Uh, it's our way of uh, celebrating July, which is the Sarcoma Awareness Month, uh, also my birthday month. <laughs> yes, well, uh, a lot of different reasons why July is uh, an important month here uh, at Sarcoma Insight. And thank you again so much to Dr. DiCaprio. Um, I apologize that I was late uh, coming from the operating room, but um, we're so we're so thankful that we got to hear more about Sarcoma Strong, uh, and we're, we're also very happy to get a chance to uh, provide a platform to, for patients to learn about other support groups such as Sarcoma Alliance. And we're looking forward to uh, seeing everyone again in our next episode. Sarcoma Insight.